there. Welcome to Through Triple A Eyes. I'm your host, Triple A. Happy Wednesday. Thank you all for joining me again this week. Um, I need to preface this uh, recording by saying, excuse the, the bass in my voice. I've got a little bout of possible malaria. And I say possible because I've got all the symptoms. But the... Um, the test said negative, but apparently your test can say negative and you still have malaria if it's a low cost concentration of the parasite. So I learned something new today. So don't trust those, uh, those um, express tests. There's a good chance you still have the bugs. And good Lord, for such a tiny insect, the trouble it causes and the amount of people it kills every year, that's ridiculous. But again, I think malaria is also a product of our environment. If we keep our environment clean and stuff, we shouldn't have as much, um, you know, mosquitoes around to bite us as we do. Because over here, as soon as the sun goes down, it is party time. And these little villains have no mercy whatsoever. So, yeah. So, excuse my voice today. And um, I was actually contemplating whether I would, you know, do the show this week. But I was like, you know what? This is my 19th week and, you know, I haven't missed one. And I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. So here I am, y'all. And thank you for listening in. Um, last week, I told y'all I wanted to do a follow-up with Rochelle Holland. Um, but we're actually going to be recording that session on this coming Friday. Um, so forgive me because of me not feeling well. I've been kind of laid up. Um, so I'm going to play catch up there. So please expect that interview for um, the next podcast. So a few days ago, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed. And as usual, the usual nonsense, cute little babies, you know, comedians saying whatever, political stuff. And then I came across this article from uh, City FM here in Ghana. And they weren't the only ones to cover it. But I just need to read the article. And then, um, and then let's talk about it. It's a short one. So... Stay with me. The title of the article says, Report Wives Who Wear Jeans to Bed. And the statement comes from Dove Sue. So, the Central Regional Coordinator of the Domestic Violence and Victim Support Unit, also known as Dove Sue. Now, Dove Sue is our version of sort of a special victims unit in a way but it goes a little bit further. Um, so the regional co coordinator, Mr. George Apier Sachi, explained that denying your spouse sex amounted to emotional abuse. If your wife wears jeans to sleep and causing you emotional abuse, it's an offense and you can report her to Dove Sue, he stated. For the women, he said, if your husbands refuse to eat your food and make you unhappy and causes you emotional pain, you can report them to the police. 
If your husband comes home late and causes you to be unhappy, you can make a case at Dove Sue. At a meeting with leaders of churches in the Cape Coast metropolis on terrorism and other security issues, Mr. Piasache said, emotional abuses were also offenses punishable under the Domestic Violence Act, 732 of 2007. He noted that those Though these were offenses that could be punishable, many did not, did not know this and continue to perpetuate such offenses. Mr. Pierre Sache stated that many only reported physical abuses and not emotional abuses. Touching on economic abuse, he noted it included things one was entitled to but had been deprived of them. Some husbands even seize the certificates of their spouses and prevents them from working and noted that this is economic abuse. Mr. Apia Sache explained that anything that made one jittery, unhappy and uncomfortable in a domestic relationship constituted an abuse under the Domestic Violence Act 732 of 2007. He noted that many people were suffering in the domestic environment and could not maximize their God-given potential, adding this was affecting national productivity in some way. Now, in regards to punishment, Mr. Apia Sache said one found guilty of such offenses might be sentenced to a maximum of two years imprisonment or to a fine of 500 penalty units which was equivalent to 6,000 cities or both. In some cases, the court can ask the offender to compensate the victim or may be asked to vacate the home. He also expressed worry about neglect of parental duties, which he stated was affecting the proper and holistic development of children in the community. According to him, parents must support their children, desist from verbally abusing them, constantly to help them grow in secure environments. Mr. Piasache, however, noted that many of these, uh, those domestic challenges could be resolved amicably to ensure it did not disintegrate homes. Aside from this, Deputy Super <laughs> Superintendent of Police, Ms. Irene Serwap-Opong, indicated that apart from praying, churches should educate their members to understand basic security measures to make them vigilant at all times. She urged them to make prompt complaints to the police if anyone was kidnapped or abducted. The Metropolitan Crime Officer, Mr. Kang Kontoli, I, I'm, I'm butchering that name, sorry, cautioned the church leaders not to shelve issues bordering, bordering on crime in their churches. Y'all, whoo! So, first of all, I was like, how did a meeting that started about terrorism, and in this case, they mean terrorism in the sense of armed robberies, kidnappings, how did that go into, if your wife ain't giving you none, you need to report her ass? I mean, <laughs> sorry, but I, I just, you know, there are things here that just flabbergast me all the time and uh this was one of them so let's break down this news report 
And I'm not even going to scold City, City FM on, I mean, this is a radio station, so I'm not going to scold them on their, on the grammatical errors in their article, because obviously they prefer to talk and not write. But um, that's a side note there. But, oh, wait a minute. The article just disappeared. Give me a second. Okay. So, first of all, I think before we delve into this article properly, because I want to pick this ish apart, <laughs> we need to talk about what is consent. Now, according to trusty Wikipedia, which you should always take with a grain of salt, um, it says, consent occurs when one person voluntarily agrees to the proposal or desires of, an, of another. It is a term of common speech, but may have specific definitions in such fields as the law, medicine, research, and sexual relationships. So in regards to this particular article, we're going to talk about sexual relationships because that's what um, um, Mr. Apiasachi was uh, touching on here. Now, for such a simple, I don't know, to me, I find the concept of consent to be quite simple. If I don't agree and you don't agree, then we don't do anything or, you know, it's, it's quite simple. For example, if you're my neighbor, I have a lawnmower, you want to borrow my lawnmower, you ask me for my lawnmower and then I say, nope, sorry you can't have my lawnmower, then you go about your business. You don't steal my lawnmower, right? We understand consent in that form. We teach kids from when they're young. Don't touch your brother or sister's things or don't, you know, don't snatch without asking or, you know, whatever. So we teach consent from an early age. But somehow when it comes to sexual relationships, suddenly there no one understands consent. Or usually men don't understand consent. But, you know, after reading some of the comments below this article, it showed me as well that even women at times don't understand consent. And obviously consent varies in different cultures. So, um, you know, so there are lots of variables apparently in consent, even though it seems like a pretty straightforward idea. So let's go back to the article. So we basically have a police force that deals with matters of the home, which is nice because there are lots of stuff, you know, let's say fathers who don't take care of their families and run off, you know, definitely. Maybe we have um, situations of physical abuse towards the children, towards you know, either the wife or the husband. Absolutely, I think it's fantastic that we have this force. But now this force is also governing what you do in bed. Here comes that question. Everybody, no one wants the government involved in their business like that, but yet we keep putting in laws, you know, and this is not only in Ghana. I mean, it's happening in the States. It's happening, you know, everywhere where they're going more conservative. It's happening. So this gentleman is telling husbands that your wife has no right to deny you sex. 
And apparently some women in Ghana feel so strongly about not having sex with their husbands that they go as far as to wear jeans to bed. I don't know about you, but I sure as hell ain't wearing no jeans to bed. It is too damn hot. But apparently some women find their husbands that repulsive that they're like, hell no, I'm locking this ish down for the night or maybe for the year. Who knows? So we've got some disgruntled husbands out there. And it makes me wonder, do these husbands, you know, number one, was this even a love marriage? Because I know it's quite common here for folks to get married because one person, the husband had a bit more money or could take care of them. And, you know, so in that case, just like I spoke about last week with the virginity issue. So it's we don't know what the basis of this is, but... There is a police force telling us that if the wife doesn't want to sleep with the husband or vice versa, that we should bring our partners to Dovsu and report them where they could face possible jail time. Now, y'all, let's listen to this. So because you don't want to fuck me, I'm going to make sure your ass goes to jail and you're going to pay me a, consist a considerable amount of money here. So 6,000 cities equates to about, let's say roughly, it's almost like a thousand, maybe a thousand one hundred dollars. When the average Ghanaian, you know, makes 300, 400 cities per, per day, you know, so, you know, think about that. So you're going to bankrupt a family just because somebody wasn't getting any. What was the logic in that? And who says it's by force that we have to have sex with each other? Where's the consent in that? Doesn't that become rape? Obviously not in Ghanaian law, which makes me think the next time I meet my lawyer over here, I need to ask him what the concept, the uh, concept of rape is within Ghanaian law. Because that's, if you know, to me, that's what they are allowing. And yes, Rape is possible within a married couple. So, and then, so the the whole, um, you know, so he's talking about more about the wives not allowing their husbands to sleep with them, you know, to have sex with them, and that it's causing emotional abuse. Instead of, you know, suggesting that they go to counseling, maybe find out why your wife don't want to have sex with you. Maybe your ass is stinky at the end of the day. Who knows? Check it out. But no, we're going to handle this and make it a police case. And then for the women, he said, if your husband's refuse to eat your food and make you unhappy and causes you emotional pain, you can report them to the police. Now again, fellas. So now let's say your wife has this nasty ass casserole that she likes to make and you hate that ish. Maybe you are even allergic to the damn thing. And one day she's like, oh, you ain't going to eat my casserole? Well, shucks, we are going to dog soup and have your ass arrested. Does that make any sense? No. Why are we forcing people to eat people's food? I mean, why is the law a part of this? That just doesn't add up to me. 
Now, the emotional abuse aspect, I'm, you know, I'm happy they're talking about emotional abuse and about physical abuse, but these are not the best representations of this. And the fact that they're talking to church members, which means somehow they feel, you know, the churches have so much power here in Ghana that they are the point of reference as opposed to them having community forums on this. And I'm sure there are churches here who teach it's the woman, you know, the woman has to sleep with their husband no matter what. So consent is being removed there. And then he goes on to say, if your husband comes home late and causes you to be unhappy, you can make a case at Dolph Sue. So if you have a trifling husband who likes to go hang out with his friends late at night, or maybe he's running around on you, well, it's time to call in Dolph Sue. I feel like Dolph Sue should have their own theme song. Like they are superheroes for families, right or wrong. You know, like, dun, 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 here they come, the Dove Sioux unit. Yeah, I can see this. Somebody needs to make a show about this. I might just watch. So why are we policing people's lives this closely? Because it's very apparent, as much as we've got this police force, it's very apparent when you talk to people around that, there's a lot of wrong that are going on in families, but obviously throwing people in jail doesn't solve the issue. You've got a lot of guys who are spreading their seed like it's their God-given mission in the world. And they don't care how many children they produce. Yes, we can throw them into jail. Fantastic. But wouldn't it be better, better to re-educate them and make them successful fathers because those kids need them in their lives. And for the women who we're going to throw into jail because their cooking isn't tasty, isn't it more constructive to say, well, maybe we'd prefer that you took a couple of cooking lessons. Oh, Mr. Man who doesn't like your cooking, I'm sorry. Why don't you, you know, show your wife what you would like to eat? Why not talk? Why can't we just damn well talk? Because a lot of these issues would go away if we actually talked and we were honest. And then we can all move about our business without the government getting involved. So I'm going to keep it short this week because that wonderful malaria headache is starting to kick in. But I want to know, what is your idea of consent? I mean, do you think it's as simple as I'm say stating? Or do you find that it's more complex? And I didn't even delve into consent in, you know, implied consent or explicit consent because there are different types of consent. But on the simplest form, consent means you agree, I agree, and we move forward in whatever it is, whether it's a business transaction, whether it is sex, whether it is a party, whatever, name it. So... Do you find consent that difficult? And how do you feel about a police officer telling you that you need to submit to your husband no matter what? And don't you dare wear those jeans to 
bed. I mean, hey, last time I heard, nobody's got a fetish for, um, you know, what's in their apple bottom jeans in bed. So y'all better knock it off if you're wearing your jeans to bed. Anyways, thank y'all for listening. And please let me know your thoughts about this issue. And I'll be back next week. Have a great weekend ahead. And take care. Ciao.